0: End of Saturday, May nine. I'm John Barker. Joining me once again, Joel Marshall and Daniel Nuttall. Well, boys, there's uh, there's blacktop racing in three states, as well as a cracking card at Caulfield this Saturday. But the undoubted highlight is at Morfordville, the SA Derby,
1: and uh, dare I call it one of the races of the autumn, Joel? It's not a bad field. Yeah, there's a bit of interest in it. Um... Obviously, we've got a couple of three fillies, in fact, backing up from last week's Oaks, which always adds a bit of interest. We've got a horse that's been through the Sydney Carnival, trying to, uh, trying to get something out of a, a prep that's sort of been a little bit disappointing, and in, 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 I'm talking about Warning, who quite, hasn't quite got the job done yet. And then, of course, Dallasan, who's got to run the extra distance, but is in winning form, and then the big X-factor horse, Russian Camelot, who... Well, he's had one of the worst preps you've ever seen, really. Scratched twice during this prep, 1,600 to 2,500, third up. I guess if Danny O'Brien hadn't won a Melbourne Cup and an Adelaide Cup this season with horses at a third up, we'd probably be having a bit of a laugh. But uh, no laugh here. It's got to be taken seriously. He's obviously a a very serious talent. So, yeah, it's a really intriguing race. I think there's a bit of a tail to the field, but uh, certainly plenty of interest.
0: Daniel, just judging from Joel's initial reaction there, I think that was almost a scoff at my call. One of the races over the autumn. I just, I just reckon uh, Dallasan. You know, he's been up and about. He's been fifth in a couple of guineas races, uh, not disgraced in the All Star Mile. I think really deserves a Group One. Um, you know, on form, uh, has to be the one to beat. But uh, as Joel said, obviously needs to run the trip. Uh, warning, after a Derby double, Russian Camelot, how good is he? Can Danny O'Brien uh, get him to go from 1,600 to 2,500? You've got the Phillies. And uh, what about Miyaki? Wasn't a bad uh, win last time. What
2: do you think? Yeah, look, I certainly think it's a very intriguing clash. You've got, um, you know, genuine Group 1 horses in Dallasan and Warning. Uh, warning was terrific behind Dallasan last night. We know he'll run the trip. And Russian Camelot just adds that um, sort of intrigue is a lightly raced Colt uh, rising to the grades. As you said, Miyake's got to be a chance on his, on his win in Sydney. Um, look, there's probably a bit of a tail to the field, um, but certainly up the, up the top of the market, there's, um, you can make a case for good case for three or four of them. And uh, look, I'm not too sure how it will pan out. I think it's a tough race to land on a winner, but really looking forward to seeing if, yeah, A, if Dallasan can run, the, run it out and um, class will prevail there if, uh, yeah, Warning can add another derby to the RCV. Uh,
0: Yes, indeed. Well, as I've written in Best Bets and Winning Posts this week, the SA Derby uh, had a real 13-year purple patch there as far as its winners go from Shivers Revenge, the ill fated Shivers Revenge in 1991 through to Mummify, who was uh, a real good horse in 2003. Uh, uh, almost without uh, exception, those 13 winners in that period went on to uh, the good things uh, later in life. Since then, not so much. Uh, None of the winners since 2003 uh, has gone on to win a Group 1 afterwards, although Rebel Raider, of course, was completing the Derby double that Warning is trying to do on Saturday. Um, However, there's been some good ones, mind you, in the minor placings in recent years. Uh, Mr Quickie last year went on to win the Queensland Derby, Uh, hasn't exactly uh, gone on with it since. And Riven won the Queensland Derby as well. And more importantly, Werther went on to the Hong Kong Horse of the Year. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's one or two good ones in there. But we'll get to the Derby very shortly. We'll take it through the black type and at Morfordville. It's one of these middle days where there's not quite so much black type. And uh, they filled out the card with a few series finals. Certainly some very good betting to be had at Morfordville on Saturday. But we'll just stick to the black type for now. And we'll start in race two. TAB, S.A. Sire's produce stakes, 1,400 metre group three at set weights for the two-year-old. Well, uh, the S.A. Philly ecumenical um, has gone from strength to strength with a listed winner and a group three win at odds. Can she complete the hat-trick
1: here, Joel? She's certainly going to be hard to beat. I'm a bit surprised she's $2.50. I didn't think she would be that short, but she's certainly one of the key hopes. However, I am keen to bet up on number three indictment horse I've been with at both of his starts. Of course, he's the half-brother to Sol Patch. Smart three-year-old himself. And I really like this horse's two runs. He just was sort of wide, no cover. Had to get going a little bit soon at Flemington last start. He was just left a sitting shot, but I thought he batted on really well. He'll get the cover on Saturday, and I think he'll be too good. Number one, Crown Mint, I think, is the horse that can turn the tables on ecumenical from the Breeders' Stakes. He was five weeks between runs, back 100 metres, and ran on well for second. I think he'll be better for that. Ecumenical, no knock on her. She's got a good turn of foot. And nine violinist, also coming out of that breed of stakes. I thought she did enough there. She sort of just held her ground in behind them until the last 50 metres or so, and she poked through a narrow gap and finished fourth. She looks like she'll be better getting up over a bit of ground. But I'm keen on three indictment from one, seven, and nine.
2: Um, Look, Ecumenical certainly done nothing wrong. Um, Previous two wins have been in... Stakes company, but, look, she's too short for one. I was looking elsewhere. I'm with Land on the two, the late charge from the Kevin Corson stable. Stable going well at the moment. Um, look, I think that Bendigo win at 1,100 metres, it was, you know, two-year-old handicap wasn't uh, the greatest of races, but he was uh, very tough. He, hit the, he led them out there and um, <clears throat> looked like he was going to be sort of swallowed up midway down the straight. He just kept kicking with six and a half kilos on his back. It was some sort of win. Um, the start prior, he ran well a length behind Forever Free, of course. Stepped out uh last weekend in Adelaide and won a stakes race quite convincingly. I think it's the right form. I'm happy to have a nibble at $13 the late charge. Um, yeah, just looking around, looking around for a bit of value around that favorite who, as I said, has done nothing wrong, deserves to be favorite. Um, she's my second pick, Ecumenical, the one in for third Crown Mint. Um, up in trip here, get a better chance to turn the tables on Ecumenical from their last clash and the breeders' stakes. And then for fourth, I've got the eight Bribery, who's been running well of late without reward. It's two, seven, one and eight.
0: Across to race six is the next of the black type races. We may as well, in fact, take you through the quaddy, of which this is the first leg. It is the Adelaide Galvanising Adelaide Guineas. 1,600 metres listed, set weights for three-year-olds. Uh, there's five males and seven fillies here and... Uh, in a sign of the times, eight of the 12 are trained by training partnerships. What did you like here, Joel?
1: I'm with 11 really discreet. I thought uh, Blinkers on back in trip last start and it worked a treat. She just couldn't quite get past Wild Vixen, but she did a really good job. Sort of against the tempo of the race to run on and run second. I think she can go back out to the mile now with the blinkers staying on and run you a good race each way. Could also have a little something on number three, Hypercane. They're both good enough odds to back the pair of them. Uh, this son of T- Toronado was a good winner first up. Sort of against the pattern last time when Night Express led and controlled things, and I thought he did a good enough job to finish fourth. I think the step-up and distance will suit. He won his maiden over a mile. And then next best six, Kui Rupp, who was good at Flemington last start, should still have improvement left third up. And ten, Quantum Mechanic, also third up. and they're coming off a Class 1 win at Sale, but uh, she's always shown a bit of talent. Would be surprised if she kept improving.
2: But I'm with eleven from three, six, and ten. Um, with the Seven leader who I was pretty keen on in the Mishki last start, she um, a little bit of a slow start, probably settled back a little further than I would have anticipated. But after taking um, some time to warm up, she really hit the line nicely. Last fastest last four hundred meters of the race, and um, looks ready to go at the sixteen hundred meters. Now she's run well at a manifold group two at, at sixteen hundred meters. I think she um, um, she can certainly. She's definitely. If you're on her last start, don't jump off. Um, and I think she's close to each way So She's my best value today, Exelita. I'm giving her another chance. The six, Cooley, up. up. Yeah, it was very good. Second up at Flemington. Um, we we'll only improve up to 1,600 metres, you'd think. Eight done by me. Um, probably should have finished a little bit closer closer in the listed race last start. Um, we'll be thereabouts again in the nine, Balabel. um like the win first up and stepped up to stakes race. Sixth grade, second up, four hundred metres. Um, and, yeah, you could just tell the way she was running home. She's crying out for this trip and potentially a little bit longer down the, further down the track. Seven, six, eight, and nine. Second leg of the quaddy
0: at Morfordville on Saturday is race seven. It is a uh, bit of a challenge, 14, to face a starter in a two-metro win last year, special conditions over 1,200. It's called the celebration of Kangaroo Island, hashtag book them out.
1: Handicap, John. I'm with three beautiful flyer here each way. I think $9 a good bet uh, on the backup from the Sankster. Just found that a bit tough last week from the wide gate. That's two duck eggs now, but I'm, I think she's still going well. She started off her prep really well. The good winner, Bendigo, a nice third at Caulfield. Didn't have much luck in the Bell Spree again there at Caulfield. That was the race uh, liar came out of and ran really well in the Sankster. And, yeah, as I mentioned, just probably found that a bit hot last week. But gate four, she can camp right behind the speed. I think she's a great each way bet from number five, Vieira. Has a wide gate to contend with. I think can improve, though. First up run was really good at 1,000 metres with the 61. Go back through his form last prep. I know he had a couple of flops there down in Melbourne, but you could forgive those. And prior to that, he was fourth in the wait-for-age petty edition, uh, beaten less than two lengths by Behemoth, There's going to be a real chance in the Goodwoods. So that's a good enough form line for this. Nine deck collectors, always had talent. He'll be fitter for the first up run. Uh, nice drop in weight too, down to the 53 and a half, So seven kilo weight drop and out to a more suitable distance and 11 Magnabella. first up from a spell was okay. Back in March, uh, been kept fresh since then. She's a pretty honest mare. She won't be too far away, but yeah, it is a pretty wide race. I'm with three
2: from five, nine and 11. With the toppy Terbium, I thought his first up run at Bendigo and a, like, it was a benchmark 84, but it was a sort of a slightly better race than this. He's, Finished third there. Uh, only finished pretty much half a length of, course of Kate, carrying the 16.5 kilos that day. Been up to handicap at Caulfield last start. Set on the speed. It was a race. The, the swoopers dominated all the order of command won that and since come out and won the one goom. Um I okay, guess two two wins from five starts, twelve hundred metres, Terbium and yeah, with the weight relief thanks to Kayla Crowther's claim. He's right in the game. So one on top. Uh seven in next beauty. Um just a thousand is probably a little bit too nippy for her. Um, last start up to 1200 will certainly suit. She's won three times over 1200 metres. So, yeah, stepping back to 1200, certainly Borelli. 10 tequila time must always be included in these sorts of races. Uh, for the run enlisted listed race two back over 1100 metres is very good considering she was stuck wide from the, the wide draw. Uh, he was stuck wide from the wide draw. Barriers have been um, against him as prep. He's drawn 13, 13, and now 14 in this, but still continuing. To run well, as I said, I'm always included in these sort of races. And the 11, Magna Bella, um, first up here. Good fresh record, 1-7,
0: 10-11. The big one is race eight at Mortonville on Saturday, third leg of the Quadi TAB, a South Australian derby. 2,500 metres, group one set weights for three-year-olds worth 400,000. Fun facts, uh, four of the past six SA derby winners have come off a top-four finish in the Chairman's State. so that's good news for Dallasan. And warning, saddle cost one to three. Have provided nine of the past fourteen SA Derby winners, and four of the other five have been fillies. So uh, the colts and geldings don't seem to uh, come from nowhere to win this. Bit of bad news for Russian Camelot. The bad news for Dallasan is that only two SA Derbies this century have been trained in SA, but he's every chance to be a third. I would
1: have thought. Joel, where did you go? I'm following my money from last week with a couple of horses here. I've gone to number seven, Rising Archie, on top. He was my value bet at Sandown last week. He gave us a really good run for our money. They pushed forward on him. And he did a little bit of work going out of the straight the first time. I thought he stuck on really well in a race where, you know, there was, there was enough genuine tempo up front, a bit of a sort of, um, you know, change, things sort of changed mid-race and pressure never really came off. I thought he did a good job. He's out of that. Melbourne Cup runner-up, she's Archie. He's just improving with racing and distance, and we know what a good trainer Paul Prusker is. So I'm happy to back him each way, as well as number 14, Zaydani, who was my ruffie in the Oaks last week. I think if she had stayed following Toffee Tongue, which is where she was, sort of at the 800, and stayed on the fence, she could have run a place. Um, but they, she came wide, and then she had a pretty interrupted prep, uh, sorry, interrupted Trip the whole way up the straight and finished seventh. I thought it was a good enough run. She was only third up there, so I'm convinced there's plenty of improvement still to come. I think she'll run the trip. So I'm going to back those two at odds. And then the class runners, Russian Camelot, well, it'll be a, a huge effort if he can win it, but he is very talented and won Dallasan. No real knock on him, just has to run that extra distance. But uh, going with a bit of value, seven, 14, four and one.
2: I'm with warning to turn the tables on Dallasan in there clash last start it's just a query without running the trip Dallasan for mine um you think the way he sort of won last start you think there shouldn't be any issues but we know warning has uh, won a group one uh, derby last spring over this distance it was a terrific uh, effort dropping back from 2,500 meters to 2,000 last start he was I think clearly one of the runs of the race if not the best run of the race so I'm going to be with the two to beat the one uh, the 12 in next Moonlight maid backing up from the Oaks last week. Um, I thought she was very good there. She's expected to run well. She's now that to $11. Um, of course, Tuffy Tong just said the favours on the inside, but she stuck on well there um, to hold second. Um, and, yeah, I think she can, she can certainly run well again on the quick backup and in for fourth of uh, the four Russian Camelot. 2-1-12-4. And
0: last leg of the quarter at Morphville on Saturday, Robert and Frey Gerard. SA Sprint Series final, benchmark 80 for qualified horses over 1,100 metres, Joel.
1: I went five, B my star. I thought it was a nice return from her over the 1,000 metres behind seemingly discreet. Uh, Just got a bit too far back there. She can settle a bit closer from barrier one. I think she can run well in a very tough race. Six, Lakani Rose, building in a good record. Six top two finishes from nine starts. Does have a wide gate to contend with, however. Seven, a 10 Bit unlucky last start when runner up. That was coming off a first up win at Gallah. She looks to have come back in good order, and one mum's my hero. No knock on him. He's built a, a really good winning record, three from his past four, and the claim keeps him in with a winnable
2: weight five, six, seven, and one. Yeah, with Joel here, I thought that was the key for be my star. Just that um that inside draw. She drew wide last start to settle probably a little bit further back than um she would have liked, but she was. Um, ran on terrifically well and um, probably should have finished a bit closer there to seemingly discreet, um, who I've got in for third. In for second, I have the 11, upper, upper and a, I Like the race guy, I've got a little bit of time for. Um, this is certainly the toughest test he's had to date. Um, he was first up in a benchmark 62 and was a, one of the good, one of the um, a really good thing beaten there. First, I then stepped up to a benchmark 78 and just didn't have a luck. And again, it was a big step up in grade and he, he handled it well with the uh, with the lightweight. Um, I think he's got a bit of ability and um, yeah, I think he can run well this. So 5, 11, 4, in for fourth. I got 7, a 10, um, contend for the wide draw, but uh, racing well this time in and a very consistent filly. 5, 11, 4, and 7.
0: Okay, that takes care of a big program at uh, Morfordville. Now, Joel's best was race 2, number 3, Indictment, value bet race 7, number 3. Beautiful flyer, Daniel's value bet was race six, number seven Exolita. But we didn't hear about your best, Daniel, and that comes up early doors,
2: race one, number three Garvok. Yeah, big fan of Garvok. Um, she's three from four. She was won her first three before tackling the Radelva last start. A um, little bit at, at class, I sat on the speed and just sort of tied tied late in the piece uh, back to this sort of grade. I think she can atone. Um, she was a brilliant trial effort prior to the first up run. Um, And yeah, look, up to go up up six kilos, but dropping from a a listed race to a benchmark 64, I think she should just be too classy for these in the opener. So, race one, number three, my best at Morphville.
0: In Sydney, it is Gosford Gold Cup Day at Randwick this year, so that uh, the travel is kept to a minimum. There's two black type races. The first of those is the big one, race seven, Lux Properties Gosford Gold Cup, listed event. Joel, over 2,000 meters metres. I've gone with
1: one new long Prince here. I think he's having a, a pretty good prep and just ready to win now at his fifth run back. He did win fifth up during the Melbourne Spring. That was on Melbourne Cup Day. His uh, second up run in the Ajax was very good when finishing runner-up. They had to throw at the stumps at the Doncaster. Probably just found the group one mile as a bit sharp for him. Went to the JRA, uh, JRA plate and nothing really went right for him last start. He was back and three wide the entire trip. Uh, shared ambition ran past him, but he was just a flashing light run. Nothing else really made ground. And I thought Yulong Prince was quite solid finishing midfield. He can posse up a bit closer, get a bit of cover from that gate. I think he's an each-way play in a tough race from 11, Scarlet Dream. Track conditions vital for her. Uh, not much rain about in Sydney, so I expect them to hopefully get to a good four. And if it does, that gives her a winning chance. Eight, another dollar, bounced back to form last start in the Hawkesbury Cup. Once she finds form, she usually holds it. She just hasn't won for a while. And four, Brimham Rocks, wide barrier to contend with is the query. But his first up run at Hawkesbury was very good, and 2,000 metres suits him. On with one from 11, 8,
2: and 4. With the 8 and other, I think she's a very good each way play. It um, was sort of on air. As Joel sort of mentioned she was on my last chance, last start. Um, in a strong race, she's 30 to 1 there in the Hawkesbury Cup, but she's run what she's run. What she, She's shown she's capable in the pass and ran a close third to Amangiri. Um, it gets him well, the ways of 54 kilos. I'm going to stick with her, uh, back up it to a much more suitable trip. The 11 in next, Scarlet Dream. Just getting back onto the good track is the key for her. She was terrific first up at Caulfield over the mile. She's never got into the race. Last start again at Caulfield. Um, just a wet track blame there. But, yeah, just a good track is the key for her. The one. And, sorry, the one is Yulong Prince <coughs> um, contesting better races as prepping and running well. Um, we'll appreciate the drop in class and two best of days um, in next best. Uh, eight, 11, one and two.
0: And race eight at Randwick on Saturday is the De Bortoli Wines takeover target stakes, a listed event over 1,200 metres quality handicap,
1: job. Joel. And I'm giving Deprive another chance here. I didn't think there was anything wrong with his first two runs. Just found 1,000 metres too sharp against Nature Strip and then ran a good fourth in the Galaxy. He was disappointing on face value last start. Many expected him to bounce back at Randwick over 1,200. It's his his pet track and trip, but it just wasn't really a run-ons race. Grey Worm was able to really control things up on the speed. Trekking sat three wide, no cover, and was able to finish second. Just hopefully it's a bit more suited to those running on here on Saturday. And if it is, his 1,200-metre stats at Randwick are just too hard to ignore and you just couldn't help but give him another chance. So two on top from three Grey Worm. No knock on him. He's a winner. He's got the right racing pattern. Seven Signor Fox could improve. Again, tempo didn't really help him first up. And one tactical advantage. Well, that was an outstanding finish to win at Rose Hill last start. If he produces those sorts of uh, sectionals again, he'll be thereabouts. But I am two on top from three, seven, and one.
2: I yeah, think the same as Joel. I think Deprive just at, the, at Randwick, um, you know, I think he can bounce back here. Grey Worm, of course, will be up there. Deprive will have to, to chase him down. But I think he can do this uh, at Randwick. He's got a yeah, terrific form here. <coughs> um, a little bit disappointing last start, but um, too good. To uh, not give another chance to. So, two on top, three in next Grey Worm. He's done nothing wrong. One, two, or three this time in. Um, kicks clear later. It was a good win to the eye in the Hallmark Stakes. Um, so, he's clear. Second pick. In for third, Senior Fox. Uh, never really figured first up in that Hallmark Stakes. Uh, start wasn't a help, but uh, probably didn't have the sort of the run on that we expect from him, especially first up. He had a good first up record. Um, I'm giving a chance to. To sort of run into the exotics here at a price and in for fourth, I have the eight snits. Really impressive first up um, and second up record reads. Okay. Two, three, seven and eight.
0: All right. A bit of pleasing unanimity there with the same trifecta. Specials at Randwick. Uh, you're going head to head with your value bits. Joel, race seven, number one, Yulong Prince and Daniel, race eight. Uh, sorry, race seven, number eight another dollar. Uh, talk us through your best bets now, starting with you, Joel, race three, number six, Adelong. I think she's a
1: good bet in race three. There's a, a few mares in here with with ability, with winning chances, but I uh, just think she ticks all the boxes here, Adalong. She won her first three starts in her first campaign. Then she bumped into Lashes. Lashes was at, the, was at the start of her prep. Adelong was probably at the end of her prep. She wasn't disgraced, though. She finished second. And first up at Canterbury, she tried hard behind Lesage, who had just controlled things in the lead. I thought Adelong stuck to her guns really nicely. Drawn inside Lesage today and being second up, they can be more positive, hopefully take the lead, take control of things. She gets a weight turnaround on both those mares I mentioned, and I think she's clearly the one to beat. That's race three, number six.
2: Uh, my best comes up in the uh, yeah following hey. race. Race four, number two, comes up against uh, my best of the day, which was a couple of weeks ago in True Detective, who... Um, really turned it up and looked home, but I'm going to go with Sable Mate subpoenaed. uh, Look back to a benchmark 78. It's a pretty good race for her. She's run well on the James Carr Group 3. Rubisaki, of course, won that. Um, But she was, like, every bit as good as Rubisaki that day. I thought subpoena. We we know she's a very talented filly on her day. Um, Stays at 1,400 metres, but, yeah, well back in grade. And uh, with a good ride from barrier one, it'll be hard to beat. Race Race four, number two, subpoenaed my best of the day in Sydney.
0: Oh, well, uh, and that's one of Joel's, and Joel's (laughs) jumped off. uh, He's got Miss Einstein in that race, and you've jumped off True Detective, so uh, (laughs) who knows what's going to happen (laughs) there. That's right. (laughs) Uh, the venue for Brisbane Racing on Saturday, and finally this autumn we've got a little bit of black type in the Sunshine State, and we start in race seven. It is the Sky Racing Doomben Guineas, better known as the Daybreak Lover. Uh, 615 metres, set weights for three-year-olds and uh, only worth 85,000. Can you can you have a black type race worth 85,000? Apparently you can. Joel, what did you like here? Uh,
1: look, without doing the full form for the race, I didn't mind number five impactful. Uh, he's going to need a bit of luck. He, he's, look, I'm not sure what sort of races they're aiming him at, this son of deep impact. He went to the Rose Hill Guineas. 2,000 metres and, and probably just found that a bit beyond him. But they gave him a freshen up back to 1,500. And I thought he was really good late behind Grand Piano at Rose Hill. Well, he's drawn 14. He's going to get back at Doom, but I need a lot of luck. I think there is a bit of speed on here. I just don't think we've seen the best of him yet. I thought he was a, a backable price each way. So I was happy to have something on impactful each way.
2: Yeah, I'm, look, I'm going to take a set against the favourite Vanny Girl, who... Um from Toby and Trent so certainly in terrific form. She's won three of the last four. Um, but I think at the 280 quote or thereabouts, I'm just happy to play around her. I'm a big fan of the Chris Anderson pair and Profit and Ballistic Boy. Uh, I think we'll see the best of them as four-year-olds, but they've shown plenty this time. In mean, last start winners, both over 1,600 metres. Um, I think Ballistic Boy just hasn't been up as long as Profit. So going to side with him over the stable, mate, and the way he sort of he's had that first run over six hundred meters, last start, this preparation, I think he's better for it. Um, so I'm going to be at the two on top of the one. Impactful in next to the five, the, the Sydney Colt Joel referenced. Um, yeah, as, as he said, certainly haven't seen the best of him, um, but he's in the game for sure. And then in for fourth uh, have yeah eight vanagirl Just thought it was a bit of a, a risk at the price. Um, so my numbers are two, one, five, and eight.
0: And we'll start with you, Daniel, in the main race of the day. That's Race Eight, the TAB BRC Sprint. This is Group Three. It's worth one hundred twenty-five thousand. And uh, Kim and Terry's been good order. It's been in good order since coming back. And uh, you are with the number one, Daniel. certainly
2: am. Yeah, as you said, he's been in uh, three, two starts for um, two minor placings, and both efforts have been pretty, pretty pleasing. Obviously, back from a failed stint in stud. Um, he'll have plenty of fans on Saturday, no doubt, but. Yeah, he's hit the line strongly in both races. I think it'd be in slightly easier, uh, slightly stronger contests than this. Um, clearly, they won the one to beat. Vega won the five. Um, so no luck first up. Uh, probably could have won that with clear running. Uh, both a very good record at Doomben. Does Vega one? Tambo's mate, must also So always be included. Uh, I think suited back to the twelve, back up to twelve hundred meters. I think a thousand probably a little bit too nippy for him last start. And uh, the fresh horses out back. Barbie and Victor M certainly have claims first up. But with the one on top, Kementari, one five. Nine and
0: eight. Did you have any thoughts yeah, on the I BRC sprinter Kementari
1: as well? Kemantari and Victorum were the two that. That uh, like Victorum, he's a pretty good horse. He's obviously had some issues in the last twelve months, so he comes in here sort of lightly raced a bit under the radar. But uh, look, yeah, I think he can run well. And Kemantari, both his runs back from that lengthy time off have been really good. And and this is probably just a, a little notch below those two Sydney races. So Kemantari, but maybe a saver on Victorum. Okay,
0: your specials, Daniel. Talk us through them, starting with your best, race two, number eight, Speaking Bad.
2: Really keen on Speaking Bad. She's a mare I've got plenty of time for. Um, good price, too, about $8. It was an early market. So she's two lengths behind profit last starting. That's the right form line for this race. Um, she steps up to a much more suitable distance now of 2,000 metres, 2020 metres after yeah, tackling the mile last start. And, Gets a claim for a pretty informed jockey in court, Corey Bayless. Only has to carry 53 kilos after um, after the claim, which is two kilos under the minimum. So uh, tracking up well this time in, up to a preferred distance and carrying no weights on her back. I think she's uh, a really good bet at $8. So She's the best of the day in Brisbane. Speaking bad, race two, number eight. Uh, the value comes up later in the day. A horse of been a little bit loyal with, um, press sways Going around big odds this start, he's sort of... He's been running well. Um, he's, you know, his form reads ninth, fifth, and sixth his last three, but he's been running. He's been going okay. He steps up to 1,600 metres now, which I've um, been waiting for him to do. Um, and, yeah, just at this preferred distance where he's got good record over, uh, he's worth a bet at around the $31 price. So, Pressway, um, you can do something here um, at a big price. That would be great. Race nine, number seven.
0: Any other
1: thoughts at uh, Durban just in Job? the last race if they decide to run it. Race 9, number 16. So dapper. Already scratched from the 1350 meter race earlier in the day. And I guess they're just uh, wanting to run over the mile. Only first up last week and didn't have much luck at the Sunshine Coast in a class 3. He had the 60.5 kilos. He's a pretty talented customer, this bloke. a likely raced son of So You Think. I think he's got a bright future. I'm not worried about the quick step up and distance; that'll suit him. Currently, around eleven or twelve dollars, I'd be backing him each way in the last if they decide to run. All righty. Well, uh, Daniel mentioned there that
0: uh, the Chris Anderson pair in the Doomben Guineas, Prophet and Ballistic Boy, has spoken to Chris this week. You'll uh, find that story in our Doomben form guide, both in print and online. Joel, your interview this week was with Brent Stanley, who has its kind of magic running around in the fifth at Caulfield, uh, likely to be fairly well found, even though it's uh, quite a good race. Yeah, indeed.
1: She's a pretty talented girl, this filly. Uh, Brent Stanley, just keen to give her only a couple of runs this time in, so just a light winter, and then build her up for a spring campaign aimed at some black type. She's... Came a long way in that first preparation. Uh, Started off a maiden winner at her second start late October, then was competitive in black type grade and ended up going up to the Gold Coast where just things didn't go right. She ran her race before the actual race, got very hot and didn't uh, perform as expected. She was second favourite by an alligator blood that day. So, look, she's a talent and, uh, yeah, I've tipped her to win that race, race five. But as you said, there's a bit of depth to it. Paul's regret as a filly I've got a bit of time for too. So she's probably the hardest to beat.
0: Uh, yes, it's kind of magic, however, was my best on that Caulfield program. And uh, after last week's shocker on the lakeside track, very heavy and typical lakeside leader, leader, leader. Uh, should be a good uh, card at Caulfield on Saturday because uh, the um, – uh, the weather, as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon, there is a howling northerly. So it was a soft five yesterday. I would think it'd dry out to about a good three, and then a little bit of rain is expected to hopefully start off in a good four. My best was Galanus, which is race nine, number seventeen. Um, is coming from Tasmania now. Uh, one of the Brunton horses now with Patrick Payne. Only defeat came on Dubu behind. DeRoche, Roche, who is a star Philly, but uh, at galenus third emergency, uh, and uh, fairly well for uh, my typical John Barker value bet. Uh, really, quite uh, quite short in the market. But uh, Daniel, talk us through your specials at Caulfield on Saturday. The yeah,
2: Arctic Shock. She's um, she's a mare of plenty of time for as listeners would know. I gave her a good push. Last start, um, she ran a good race at double-figure odds. Ran third behind Jumbo Zaki was too good that day. And uh, Sikorsky, I think, ran well on the weekend. But just, t- yeah, ticks a couple of boxes for the Arctic Shock. Up to 1,600 metres, which is, I think is her preferred distance. So, um, and back to Mare's Grade. Um, Jessica Eaton stays on board. She rides her well. And at $7, I'm surprised she's come up that bigger price. I thought it would start closer to four eighty-five dollars I guess the Brent Stanley run-up, Cryptic Jewel, coming through that no vote. Novacia race is a um a good form line, but Arctic Shock at 750, more than keen to dive into her in the fourth events. The value for mine comes up in race seven. Uh, classy mare, um, Marette the eight, who's fourth up here. Of course, we, yeah she's oaks placed in an oaks in Adelaide um, as a three year old. Look at three runs back from of being okay, that being anything outstanding. She's stepped up to the 800 meters, which is um yeah the longer for her for the better. And yeah, thirteen dollars. She can. I can entertain her. What is an open race? I can entertain her each way. So race seven, number eight, my value, Moret.
1: And Joe, Hangman, race six, was my best. He was my value bet a, a fortnight ago, and he, he loomed to win, and unfortunately, rupture just kicked in and, and zoomed away that last hundred meters. They ran home a, a slick last six hundred there. I thought Hangman was really good. Look, ideally, you'd probably want to see him going up in trip, but they've come back 100 metres and put the blinkers on. And considering that was, as I said, quite a sharp last 600, I think he's probably sharp enough for the mile with the blinkers on. And, yeah, there's a few of these that just can't win, I don't think. I think there's very few winning chances, first leg of the quaddy. So Hangman gets his chance. And I made my value bet in the opening race of the day. Tricky affair, but quite like the jump outs of number 11, Aiden's Field. She jumped out three times... Uh, or sorry four times uh, sort of late last year early this year showed talent at all of those and then just one recent jump out in uh, on the 17th of april sat deep and just sort of urged along and was able to win the jump out quite well i think she's talented and yes just with that plenty of experience i think she'll be fine on on debut to take on a race like this at double figure odds happy to have something on her race one number 11
0: Alrighty righty, at Ascot in Perth on Saturday, there's a race called the Eurythmic Stakes, but it is not a stakes race. It's over 2,100 metres. Uh, BJ Ryan sticking with the in-form number seven foot guard, BJ's best race, six, number five, Megazone, and his value bet comes up in the last race, nine, number eight, Watch Me Nay Nay. That leaves us only to remind you to... Pick up your winning post if you haven't already or get it online as we speak to you. The online version is up now with a couple of extra form guides, 117 pages in all and uh, all the features that you get in your printed version. Your printed version, of course, is out Friday morning, Saturday in Tassie. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19, it's not out till Saturday in Tassie and not out at all at the moment in Northern Territory. We're working very hard to fix that. In the meantime, you will have to avail yourself of the online version. You can either go to winningpost.com.au and click on the link there or you can go to issue.com, that is I-S-S-U-U.com and search for Winning Post. Finally, our best... $20 bet of the weekend. Well, I managed to get another short price favourite roll last week. Uh, this week, oh, could I do it again to its kind of magic? Well, I might go for Galenus and hope, it's, <laughs> hope it doesn't get a run. I'll go, I'll go $10 each way, race nine, number 17
1: at four Well, Port as Port. a heads-up, Galenus. Galenus is also in at Cranburn on Friday night where it's a $2.70 favourite. So I guess uh, you might not get off the, get off the hook that lightly. <laughs> but it does look No, right, maybe right not. Tonight? If it does run, uh, I'll make my $20 bet add-along in uh, Sydney. Randwick, race three, number
2: six. Uh, I got burnt last week. Tried to be too cute with the, the two-leg place multi. Um, Should have just backed the, the best bet, Toffee Tongue. Um, unfortunately, Broadway had fourth. The value renowned well for fourth, but too far back. Um, so I'm just going to learn from my mistake. and just plonked 20 on the nose on my best bet of the day, which is Doomben race two. Uh, speaking bad, good price, $8.00.
0: All right, that wraps it up from us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners, and we'll talk to you next week on The Preview Podcast.